0: Hello, and welcome to Parking Thought. My name is Jacob, and I'm glad you're here today. Joining us for this podcast is a returning guest. In fact, I think the first guest we ever had on the podcast, and he is joining us with his wife. We have um, two folks on here who are fellow podcasters, and they're going to tell us about what they podcast about and all the fun things that they're doing. I am so pleased to introduce you guys to these folks again as a team. Um, So, hey, you two, why don't you guys... Tell us who you are and what your podcast is about, and then let's get talking.
1: Hey, Jacob, it's good to be here for those of you who have listened to the Parking Thought before. You've heard my voice before on Running with the Buffalo. This is Jacob Bateman, and join with me is my beautiful wife, Melody. Hello and uh so yeah we're coming on to talk about our podcast that we just recently started about a month or two ago it's called trail to 100 as we went out we've decided to run a hundred mile race and we found that as we were researching about running a hundred mile race we found that there wasn't a lot of stuff out there for people who are just barely getting into ultra running and we decided, my wife here, Melody, is a physical therapist assistant as well mm-hmm. as a massage therapist, and I'm an x-ray tech, so we have a little bit of background in healthcare and how the body works. So we decided that we were going to create a podcast documenting how an average person gets into ultra, ultra running and what it's like
2: right and we're not we're not crazy elite runners who are training you know 20 hours a week we also like jacob said we have jobs we're married we have other hobbies we have friends and family we have lots of other stuff going on so we talk about how to train for 100 miles how to get into it what our experience is like what we're learning and how we do it while also just living a normal life and going to work and cleaning the house and doing the things that normal people do.
1: So the goal is to just finish the race. So we're just out there trying to document our experience, what works, what doesn't work, what struggles we come across, what breakthroughs we make. Um just out there every day trying to get to that race which is coming August of 2020 fingers crossed
2: Yeah, praying that it doesn't get canceled <laughs>
1: <laughs> Anyway, so that that's a little bit about us um, Jacob what, what what questions can we answer for you?
0: So I'm curious. There's lots of hundred mile races. You wouldn't think there was but there are What's the name of the one that you guys are training for?
2: We're doing the Ute 100 so we we picked it because it is one of the harder 100 mile races and it also is one of the prettiest 100 mile races we just we decided if we we're gonna do 100 miles we weren't gonna do the easiest 100 miles because we kind of feel like that was cheating we're like we're gonna pick if we're gonna do 100 miles we're gonna do a challenging one
1: <laughs> and uh, so this is actually known as we live in utah it's the highest ultra marathon in utah and i think it's one of, like top I think it's the second highest average elevation ultramarathon in the U.S. There's one in Denver or Colorado area, somewhere around Denver, that tops this one elevation wise. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's uh, I think it's about 20,000 feet of climbing total. It's in the mountains right above Moab, the Manti LaSalle Mountains. Um, so, you get views okay. of arches and that and canyon
0: lands along the way.
2: Oh, it looks so pretty.
0: So as part of your training, are you going to spend any time on the exact trails or parts of them, or are you guys staying local to where you're at?
2: We're staying local because, like like we said, we're pretty busy. We don't have a lot of time to, to travel. So luckily, we live at the base of some mountains, and we spend most of our time just at the mountains in our backyard. So
1: like today i went on an eight mile run it had 1500 feet of elevation gain on it just from this trail like a couple miles away from our house
0: so i'm a a little jealous where i'm at i'm in a valley here in the boise area and when i go for a run the elevation gain is close to nil (laughs) just because I, i just jump out of the house and i'll go for a run and so it's like hey you had 10 feet of elevation gain so when you're talking about this extreme elevation gain to me it's like whoa dude that's like significant you know so um
1: it is it is i I actually um running on a in a flat level area for a long period of time drives
0: me nuts now
2: it's actually harder (laughs) i think climbing and ascending is easier than just running flat forever
0: absolutely is we used to have a seven percent grade trail uh where i was at in germany and i used to run that the army said oh you only have to run it once go up and down and you're done and it was like it, it wasn't that challenging and i ended up running it twice um in the amount of time a lot of other guys would would go up and down at once right because it would they weren't used to it, they wanted to stay flat. And it's like, you stay flat, and it changes your ability to cope with, you know, the course changes that happen.
2: Yeah, for sure. It's harder mentally too. It's just nice to get get that change up when you're going up and down hills.
0: Yep, agreed. So this is cool. So, you know, one of the things I, I love asking guests when we get them on, and so let's do this. This is the traditional-ish part of, Parking Thought is I ask them to tell me something they're grateful for that other people might not notice, right? So tell me something you're grateful for that you think others might not notice. And while you guys are thinking of that, I want to tell the audience that if they want to send in an mp3 file or any sort of audio file to jacob at parkingthought.com, I will gladly piece those together and include things that they are grateful for. You know, when we're When we're sitting here in this quarantine kind of environment, there are lots of things that we end up finding that we're grateful for. We come to the terms with our reality and then end up finding things that we're grateful for. And if you want to share those, uh, you have an outlet on this show. Feel free to email me, jacob at parkingthought.com, with something that you're grateful for. Um, Introduce yourself by your name and then let us know what it is you're grateful for and then why. What's the story behind that? And we'll gladly share that on the air. All right. So while I've introduced that to the wider audience, let's go back to Jacob and Melody and let's say What are you guys grateful for? Do you have something off the top of your head that you might want to share with the audience?
1: Yeah, I've been uh, thinking about this the last couple days. The weather's been all over the place lately here in Utah Uh, There's been a lot of rain. There's even been some snow and then today was sunshine blue skies and I am actually I'm grateful for changing weather because um, as I'm out on these runs, whether it's around town or in the mountains, when as the weather's changing, um, the beauty changes with it. And with the cold comes the snow, comes the ice and just a different kind of beauty the snow on the pine trees out on the run um today it was the blue skies it was the sun it was being able to see across the valley as i was up in the mountains just that here i could see the same thing over and over and over again but each time that it can be just the kind of beauty is just completely different and uh so i'm grateful for the weather and god's beauty and how with the changing weather and changing seasons how uh we can have our breath taken away or just stopped on right there in our in our steps you know as the sun sets as the sun rises when the sun's at midday it's just you know it's pretty amazing to look at god's creations all around us
2: i love that I have to agree with you. I mean, that, that's not the thing I'm thankful for. I am thankful for that. <laughs> but even today on my run, I just remember coming around, coming around a corner and I just stopped and there's just this little tiny waterfall and these big rocks. And I just love those moments where you just stop and you're like, wow, that's beautiful. But I guess... What what I'm especially grateful for right now is I'm just grateful for my body. I guess Sometimes I get really frustrated at my body because it doesn't go as fast as I want it to and I'm I'm injured right now. I'm dealing with my hip kind of hurts and I have some left Achilles tendonitis and it's really driving me crazy because I want to go faster. I want to push harder but I'm the thing is our bodies are so smart they tell us when we need to slow down and and our bodies tell us when we need to go faster and these injuries that i'm you know feeling right now it's just my body saying melody you've been pushing a little bit too hard and you need to slow down and i'm actually grateful for that i'm grateful that we have bodies that that tell us when to push it and when to slow down and i'm also grateful that we have bodies that adapt and that we can train so we can do the things that we love to do and that we can get up into the mountains and see these beautiful views. So that's what I'm grateful for.
0: That's awesome. You know, one of the things I'm grateful for is I'm not as active in running as I used to be. Um, and uh, But I'm grateful for the memories. You know, you guys are talking about running in, in Utah. And one of my favorite memories was when I had to do a orienteering land navigation course right so so it was find different points out in the the wilderness type of thing and we were at at Camp Williams and uh, so it's in Utah it's over by I think it's Draper wherever the the that area and so um I'm out there and it's me and I've got to go find these points and so I map my route and figure out which trail I can take to get me close and then then I'd have to go off trail you know to be able to get to the point where I could find this this marker and then write down the number on the marker and uh I'm I'm out there doing that I'm running and it's it's probably like an 8 mile run by the time you're done with it it's um it was a lot of work and you're wearing your full combat gear right so I'm wearing boots and <clears throat> I'm wearing boots and all that stuff uh so I go and I do this run and I scared up some deer and they ran with me And it was really just amazing to kind of have the deer. I mean, they were obviously fast and ahead of me, you know, but it was one of those, like I rounded a corner, they were surprised to see me, I was surprised to see them. And it was like, okay, we, we it felt like we were running on the, the trail together for a little bit, and that memory um, remains with me, right? So you guys are creating these these neat memories where they're very internally focused, they're beautiful, they're part of all of your surroundings and how you're connected to it, and uh, those don't go away, right, the, there will be things that will prompt those memories later on in life, and so part of what you're investing in isn't just your health right now, it's, it's that kind of mental, you know, um, exercise and mental uh, zen and clarity that's going to be a part of how you see life going forward. And uh, it's one of the reasons why ultra marathoners, when you look at them, it's like they generally have their act together. You guys, maybe not so much. I've listened to a few episodes.
1: <laughs> you know, you know. I won't get into this story very much, but your story uh, did bring to memory one time on one of my runs, I actually ran with a dog who had a chicken in its mouth. So, anyways, that's that's for another day, I guess. Though
2: he ran with
1: me, though, just like those deer ran with you, Jacob. That dog ran with me, and I actually started getting concerned. I'm like, I don't know if I should try to get the chicken out of this dog's mouth or what. But well, because
0: it because it had the chicken, it wasn't after you, so I would have, you know, just kind of let things be. That's that's what I
1: decided to do.
0: and so I'm, I'm kind of, I'm joking around, right, for the audience's sake, but I'm kind of serious. You guys are um, like, you're very much, you've been married for about a year, year and a half, two years, somewhere in that zone. And this is putting a lot of stress on your relationship. It's also giving both of you guys an outlet and you can hear that in the episodes that I've listened to. I've missed the last two, so if there's some revelation about how life is all magical now, and I've, I've missed that in the last one, I'm sorry. But it, it's really put some stress and strain. So So when you guys introduced yourself in your podcast about saying how you're just the regular folks trying to get ready to do something like this, this uh, 100 miler, it really is true. And it's so comforting to have that voice out there in the world right now and to be able to listen to folks who are like, I got mad because Jacob was faster than me. And then, you know, like, like some of those things are, those are real emotions and I think it's great that you guys are sharing them and and trying to be healthy about them. Um, What was it like when you started the podcast and you realized you were gonna have to do that? You were gonna have to be that level of honest with your audience. Were you guys scared about it or did it just kind of appear?
1: We were apprehensive about it
2: for sure and it's also scary first of all it's scary making a goal like this but then to put it out there and tell the whole world okay we're running 100 miles now now everybody knows and if we don't do it it's going to be kind of disappointing (laughs) and and being, being with the audience and with each other is is hard because what we're doing is a really really hard thing and it does put a lot of stress on our marriage and I'm not gonna lie there's a lot of podcasts where you know maybe we we get on we're like we to chill 100 right after we just had a big fight because we we're messing with the audio and <laughs> <laughs> one of us is really tired
1: <laughs> it's uh yeah it's um it, it is it's hard but you know what this is we The reason we did this podcast is to show people that this is hard um, and there's a lot of mistakes that are going to be made, but, you know, that we can overcome this stuff. And,
2: and I yeah. think ultimately it's, it's made us stronger and it will keep making us stronger yeah. as we learn to, you know, get get through this and do this hard thing together. Yeah. Just like training for our first marathon together. I feel like that made us stronger. Doing our 50 mile together, that made us stronger.
1: Yeah.
2: It's good to do hard things together.
1: We have our little tiffs, but uh, we, we work our way through them.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> what you guys are doing is you're choosing to do something hard and you were gonna do something hard anyway, the first few years of marriage and even the years of marriage I'm at now, I think we're hitting our 20 years, right, is uh, well, I should know that and it's later this month. Thanks for the <laughs> reminder. Um, but what you're doing here is you're choosing to do something hard and you were going to do something hard anyway. At least you made this one your choice, right? This is something you're walking into. Your eyes are open, um, but it doesn't take away the challenge. It's still, you know, there's plenty of surprises. There's plenty of things to, to adjust to. I love your guys' honesty. So, i i love listening to you guys while i'm running because to me it's like oh hey this mile didn't feel as good as i wanted to that's okay keep going you know it kind of it gives me that refreshing perspective um to realize that not everybody is Scott Jurek and for those in the audience who aren't aware of, of the the reference there Scott Jurek is the guy who currently holds the record or at least I think he does holds the record for the Appalachian Trail he ultra-marathoned the Appalachian Trail um a few years back and uh which finishes off at uh, Mount Katahdin which is a huge climb um up in Maine and uh you know did did an absolutely amazing job but guys like Scott Jurek get all the press and they're not the only ones that do 100 milers. Jake, what Jacob and Melody are doing is kind of that part of the the folks who finish, right, and what they do to prepare that are the folks that don't get any press. And so their podcast shines the light on what this process is and the thought process. And I love your guys' honesty. Please don't change that. Um I I think it's wonderful, and it's one of the reasons I do listen is because it's fun to hear as you guys are working through um, what you what you've chosen to do. So thank you guys for for keeping that up. It's really great to to hear that um, on the show.
2: Thank you. Thanks. Well, it's it really has been fun doing the show. We're excited to keep it going.
0: Well, I think it helps to, you know, you're more likely to accomplish a goal that you share verbally. And now that you've shared it, you know, it'll make it easier as long as you're not overpushing yourself and getting hurt. Right. I think you guys can really, really do a go at this. I'm I'm rooting for you. I'm a fan. Thank you. You know. (laughs)
1: Well, thanks. We appreciate it. We need all the support we can get.
2: For sure.
0: (laughs) So... You know, one of the other things that uh, people who might want to get active would be thinking about, right, and you guys are kind of doing this, uh, it's not medical advice on your show or anything like that, um, but but it's the, you know, what are some basic steps that we could take as the weather's getting better here in North America, you know, to kind of uh, start something and set a goal. I mean, you guys are at the point where you're setting your goal for 100 miles and you were reasonably in shape by the time you guys did your first 5K, but if I was going to go from zero to 5K... Right. Um, what sort of attitude would make it the make me the most successful in that space? Because I think the physical stuff will come after the attitudes. There. What's the right attitude for a challenge that might feel
2: overwhelming? I feel like the biggest thing is consistency. Just do something every day to get you closer to your goal, and it's about baby steps. Even if all you do is a five-minute walk every single day, start with that. You wanna you wanna set big goals that are exciting, but then also set little goals within that big goal. Like I said, like a five-minute walk every single day, so you're not overwhelmed. The biggest mistake that that runners make is they're like they make this goal, okay. I'm gonna go from couch to to 5k, I'm super excited, and they start running and they run too hard and they run too much, they hurt themselves and they get burnt out. The trick is to just do something little every single day and don't push it too hard and don't beat yourself up if you're not as fast as the other guy. Chances are if if you're going from couch to 5k when you get going you're going to be walking a lot and there's nothing wrong with that in fact that's a lot safer for for your brain and for your body for your mental health you just just don't push it too hard just do something little every single day that gets you closer to your goal and don't get discouraged just take it at your own pace and be grateful for where you're at now and and always remember to stop and turn around and see how far you've come from where you started i think that's important too
1: and i'm i'm just going to chime in you got to make it fun um oh, yeah. you gotta like for me, we're hitting about the halfway mark in our training right now and I've the past couple weeks have hit a hard wall where I'm just out there doing miles to do miles and I really don't wanna be out there. And most of the time I've loved running, but I've discovered in the past couple weeks, I just started exploring more. I taking new trails, like today i was bushwhacking for part of my trail because i went to an area i've never been to and it turns out the trail ended on me and i needed to find a new trail so i got out the map and i bushwhacked for about half mile through thick brush but it was fun Um, uh, One day for my training, I just decided to hike up a canyon. I knew I wouldn't be running much of it because it was really steep. But I was like, you know what? It's going to get me elevation. It's going to get me out there doing something. Like making it fun is the key for me. Exploring. I love exploring. Just, you know, having fun with a workout plan or, you know, doing things you normally want to do. You know, enjoy the experience is what I'm going to say. Make it an experience.
2: I agree, hundred percent. There's no, there's zero point in doing it if it's not fun and if you don't enjoy it. Why would you do it if you don't enjoy it?
0: Cool. I I love that advice, but I also love your guys' honesty with, you know, just listen to yourself. So I've gotten really good at lying to myself. I I'm, you know, the lies you always tell. I'm the best looking person in the room. I haven't lost my hair, and I'm not about to turn forty two, right? I've like always, you know,
1: I've always thought that about you. <clears throat>
0: Oh, thanks. <laughs> I've, I see. What I heard is you always think I've been good at lying to myself. Anyway, so uh, <laughs> it's it's. <laughs> It's it's those lies that we tell to ourselves that aren't really doing us a whole lot of good. Right? It's the hey, this is where my body's at right now. I'm I'm not able to just jump up and do, you know, a 10k like I used to be able to do. The 10k for me was just like breathing. It would be like, okay, I'll finish no problem, you know, and just boom, I was off. And then it was me listening to the sound of my pitter-patter feet, you know, hitting the hitting the trail and hitting other things. Um and I, I had those bushwhacking moments. I have a pair of compression socks that are perfect for bushwhacking when you're wearing shorts and you don't want to get your your calves and, you know, your shins yeah. all Heck scraped yeah. up. Oh. For sure. Yep. You
1: need those. I had mine yeah. on
0: today. Yep. Yeah. So it's a $100 pair of compression socks. Totally worth it for that, that sort of environment. Um, because they really are protective. I was very surprised. The fabric is very protective. But, uh, you know, as I listen to you guys, I feel so encouraged listening to your podcast to get up and do more. And I really love it. Um, for me, I've had some gear that helps me out with that. The watch and the AirPods are kind of cool because then it's just the watch um, doing my audio, which is kind of fun. Um, when you guys run, do you listen to music? And, and what is that like? What are, what are some of the things you do to help get you in that zone uh
1: you know i used to be a music guy um i i love country music and i still occasionally will listen to my country music as i run but it's not as nowadays i listen to audiobooks i listen to parking thought I listen to. I listen to some p- other podcasts um, why I run. I enjoy that, but I've found myself more often than not. I've turned my headphones off. And uh, I enjoy tuning into nature, especially if I'm not in town and I'm up in the mountains because I often hear that little scatter of animals in the brush that I wouldn't have heard if I had something going on in my headphones. And I'm able to, you know, notice that and then look that direction and see something I wouldn't have been able to see. But, uh, yeah, I mean... I, I guess I vary. I, I I'm a guy who just bounces between those things between music, audiobooks, podcasts, and nothing. I don't know. I know you're a pretty music into music right now.
2: Most of the time, I listen to music. When I go on a long run, I like to listen to kind of slow relaxing music to kind of get me into this like zen mode and i can just listen to this nice music while i'm in the pretty mountains but sometimes like jacob said it is really nice to just turn everything off and just listen to my feet my breathing the animals around me the birds honestly that's my favorite it the music is really helpful if if I'm gonna pound out some miles, if I know I'm gonna be hitting some high intensity, if I'm gonna be hitting some really hard hills, it's good to distract me from the pain. That's when I'll put my headphones in. But when it's just a nice long run where I know there's not gonna be a lot of high intensity, I actually prefer to just turn it all off and just listen to nature.
0: Awesome. I Again, I I didn't listen to music until I got the watch a year ago or so, you know? And so it's very much... Um, I yeah all my long runs all of my you know i would do the two half marathons a week um for i don't know i ran too much so i got hurt um but uh you know the all of that time i was spending out running was you know no headphones right it was just out there and and just my feet and whatever the surface was that i was hitting and it felt it felt awesome so that's cool that you guys, you're running farther, so you have time to have music, no music. Hey, for this hour, I'm gonna listen to blah, blah, blah. Yeah, and then, exactly. you
1: know, like, When you're running that long, it's honestly, it's a combo of all four yeah. for most of the
0: time. <laughs> right, so uh, you say you listen to audiobooks. Did you ever try that book on Salt that I uh, that that I recommended a while back? Because that thing is amazing, 13 hours, and it's it was like, I just, I couldn't put it down. It was an awesome audiobook. So if you, if you've got, no, I, I, I what didn't take called? you up. You're going to have salt. Oh, it's it's called the salt. history of salt. Yeah. Oh, it's really pretty cool. Interesting. Um, yeah, because you, you went through the world's history in college and you went through the world's history in, in uh, grade school, you know, through the lens of the governments that existed, right? And what happens if you go through history from the lens of a commodity that we've always used and always needed? And it is way cool to hear, you know, and, and read, you know, what is the history of that commodity in, uh, and, and how has that shaped and impacted the world, Um gandhi would never have done his march to the sea had it not been for salt right um yeah yeah the the americas would not have been settled the way they were had it not been for salt you would not have tabasco sauce had it not been for a salt deposit you know like like this guy did the research on all these things, and it's like, holy cow, you know, like, um, and in Utah, Utah would not have been settled the way it was and had the pioneers survive had it not been for the salt in the salt flats because it was a generally salt-deprived area, and, and it's such a scarce resource um, along the, the western-bound trails that having access to salt meant the difference between life or death for some of the pioneers crossing. Um, but that's not a history you find out about you know, unless you look at it from salt's perspective. So it's kind of neat.
2: Wow, I all of a sudden have this passion for salt. Like, I feel like I need to get a t-shirt that says salt on it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yep. And if you Google it, you might find a movie from, like, 2010 or something like that that was kind of fun to watch, too. Um, We should check that out. (laughs) But the movie had nothing to do with the food. It was, uh, uh, yeah, it was an action-adventure spy thriller sort of movie, and I had fun watching it. Um, hey, so I usually try to keep my episodes short and we've been running this for about 30 minutes. You guys are awesome. So this is about half as long as you would get if you were listening to a regular episode over at, uh, you know, trail to 100. And we definitely want to encourage the audience to tune into trail 100, but not just tune in, but share it with somebody else that, you know, somebody who's active wanting to be active as the weather's getting better. This is a great, uh, podcast to listen to, uh, great to listen to while you're active or getting you motivated to do so. Um, highly recommended. And, uh, You guys are great hosts. Um, As we sign off, um, is there a space other than the podcast? Like, where can we find the podcast? Um, Is there a way to get a hold of you guys on Twitter or some sort of social media that you want to share?
1: Yeah, we uh, actually, we have a Facebook page and an Instagram page. It's just called Trail to 100. Um, That simple, look us up, and it'll show picture of some running shoes and some rocks and have it up in big words so trail 100 you can message us on that whether it be Facebook or Instagram we're on any pretty much any podcasting platform we're on Apple Stitcher Spotify Google iHeartRadio tune in we're we're out there so you can tune in on whatever podcasting platform you're you like to use and me- give us a message on Facebook if you have any questions or if you want to um, hear something new about what, how our training's going.
0: Well, and thanks for sharing that. So one of the things that happens as podcasts get really popular is the the hosts kind of close themselves off. They have to have some layer of insulation and you guys are, aren't are at that space yet. So this is a really great opportunity to have access to um, some very professionally done podcasting work, right? And some very great hosts uh, that you guys can, can tap into here. Um, so usually then my episodes, I say, thanks for joining. Uh, You can find Parking Thought on all the apps, but instead go to Trail 100 this time. And um, the other thing i like to share is that to remember in a world where you can choose to be anything, why not choose to be grateful?